Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Rakavak, 
ולא יודע איך לחזור להדביק שוב את השבר שנסדק בוחן כל
Samu, Kilo 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 Samu,
JM in the AM. Eitan Katz, Hatov. Before that, Miami with Hatov. Imam Akim from Itzik Dadja. You heard Accept Saturday with the song entitled To New Beginnings. That's their title track. Hakola Tova done by Udi Davidi. Benny Friedman's 222 that's brand new and symbolizes the sound of the chauffeur that we're listening to all through the month of Elul. And uh, that we'll be hearing on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, there'll be twice. There'll be twice during Tishrei that we hear the chauffeur. A good part of the second day of Rosh Hashanah, that's Sunday. And then, of course, the um, end of Monday, Yom Kippur. So we're hearing the chauffeur a lot more in Elul than in Tishrei. But the Tishrei one, whoo, that's way more important, to say the least. Way, way more important. <laughs> the hundred sounds on the second day of Yontif. And uh, let's see, if we do, uh, what is it, four sounds that we do every day? It depends on the shul. But in hours, it's four sounds every day during Elul. Multiply that by, let's say, a 30, but it's really 26 because of four Shabbatot. Yeah, that's funny. You're almost getting 100. You know, I wonder if it works out that way. I really wonder if it works out that way. Now I got it. Now I have another thing to do with the calendar. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, um, I'm just, I just completed the section about Elul and Tishrei in the brand new book by Yisrael Besser around the year with Reb Milach, which we're going to be speaking with Reb Besser about in the third hour this morning. And there's so much going on, so many little hints, numerical hints, uh, alphabet meaning Aleph Bey's hints uh, to Tshuva and to the themes of this month. Um, in Elul and Tishrei. Anyway, so now I have another assignment. Obviously, this wouldn't work. I mean, okay, so this calculation, I got to get Josh Levine on this. Uh, this calculation would not work in a regular year because obviously we're having, you know, we have 200 instead of 100 in a regular year on Rosh Hashanah. But I'm just thinking that uh, in a year like this, I wonder if we, if we're doing four sounds... Um, each day, I wonder if we end up at exactly 100 So somehow. Anyway, uh, to be investigated. Trust me, this will be investigated. <laughs> I may have just stumbled upon something, frankly. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's the story. JM and the AM, good morning. Welcome to a, uh, a Tuesday on this 29th day of August, day number 12 in the month of Elul. The year is 5783, soon to be 5784. Rosh Hashanah begins two weeks from this coming Friday night. Looking forward to spending it at the new Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island, where we always have a, a wonderful and beautiful service. Uh, Slichus, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, you name it, they've got it over there at the New Springville Jewish Center. I want to thank Dvori Zutler, who was here yesterday with her beautiful artwork. And yes, I'm calling her photography artwork, as we discussed yesterday. She also sent me a little note afterwards. Um, there, was a, there was a piece that I forgot to mention on the air. Uh, let's see here. There was a piece I wanted to mention on the air. 
Um, and I neglected to do so. With Sukkis coming up, um, there are Sukkah murals. Her artwork, her artwork, the doors of Israel are available as a Sukkah mural. And you literally can have it on the wall of your Sukkah. Go to sukkahposters.com slash DZ for Devore Zutler. Sukkah with an H at the end. Two Ks and an H at the end. Sukkahposters.com slash DZ. Also, she found out that the Sukkah Shadchan is coming on today. So she's donating three Doors of Israel Sukkah murals uh, so that the Sukkah Shadchan can give them to, you know, families that would appreciate it. So we're going to set that up as well. So thank God. Keep the chesed coming, everybody. No matter what your line of work may be, there's always an opportunity to do chesed. And uh, today we're going to add to our chesed list because of the Sukkah Shadchan, nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. And don't forget to give to the um, Jews of the Ukraine who need basic essentials for Yuntif, for Rosh Hashanah, and Sukkis. It's uh, officeofchiefrabbi.org, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachum, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachum. Anyway, so that's the story. Also, uh, we're going to speak to Rabbi Besser about uh, the book on Reb Mailuch, Around the Year with Reb Mailuch. Uh, that'll be coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Keep in mind, when you go to artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. When you go to artscroll.com, you know the rule. Make sure to use promo code radio. Uh, when you do, you get a hefty hefty discount and free shipping. So the rule is you go to artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. And the brand new one is called Around the Year with Reb Milach. We'll talk about that in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM and the AM. My gosh, last week of August, last week before Labor Day, and there's so much happening, so much going on. By the way, I, I, I don't know if other people around my age feel the same way. I really don't know if they feel the same way. But um, summer used to really, really last until Labor Day. Like the last week of August, there was zero activity. And it seems a lot of people are in school already. A lot of people are back to work in earnest already. A lot of people have really ended their summer break already. That's what it seems like. It even seems like it here. I think there are a lot more people listening now uh, than there were a week or two ago, uh, based on our evidence. So welcome back, I'll say, even though it's not Labor Day until this coming Monday. Welcome back, and I'm glad you're with us here at JM and the AM. Listener Tikva says, Boker Tov and Mazal Tov. To Nina and Yoni Tokayer, known as Yonina, for the birth of their brand new baby girl. Uh, Shuvi Rina is the name of the girl. Shuvi means return, return to ourselves, return to the land of Israel, and so on. So Shuvi Rina is the uh, brand new born, um, a baby girl born to a Nina and Yoni Tokayer. They are known as Yonina, the music group, and the very inspiring group. And we say, or duo, I should say. And we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. All right. More coming up at JM in the AM. This is from Sheves Haverim.
And fix it all I can take the weight off For what you've done I can stop the way Your life is turning out Turning out Turning out Yeah All you need is feel the way So real inside And know the love above All you need is kneel And pray to find the strength in you To rise again
the cities hands across the seas heartbeats together it's the sound of unity we're linked in a chain to change the world when you feel the strength you spread the word we're linked in a chain to change the world when we get together our voices Smoke and lightning, we're on a mission. Young and old, we're uniting. We're linked in a chain and change the world. When you feel the strength, you spread the word. We're linked in a chain and change the world. When we get together, our voices Show. 
Oh, 
JM in the AM, Nigun Rikud, done by uh, Ellie Marcus. Before that, Milech Konen via Hafta. You heard Hakel, that was eighth day. Gavriel Tumbak and company with Rise Again. Sheves Haverim had gum zoo to open up that set here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web and com on the Nahum Siegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Rabbi Strahlbester is going to join us around the year with Reb Mailach. Is the name of the brand new book. Get it from artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio when you do. Free shipping and, of course, major discount. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. We will explore the book around the year with Reb Mailach coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning right here. At JM the AM. We'll also continue our El Chesed campaign. The Sukkah Shadchan's going to join us next hour as we explore the uh, possibilities of you, those of you who are Sukkah or Schach owners, um, contributing, giving uh, your leftover, your spare, your not used anymore Schach or Sukkah to the Sukkah Shadchan. We'll pass it on to somebody who really needs it, to a family who might really need it. So please. Get set for that conversation coming up toward the bottom of this hour here at JM in the AM. And um, what else did I want to mention? Uh, sometimes you got to sneeze. What can I tell you? Uh, also, also wanted to mention that uh, Devori Zutler yesterday was with us live in studio. Her beautiful artwork is available as a sukkah mural, and she's actually donated some pieces to the sukkah shot. And we'll talk about that on the air as the opportunities for chesed, no matter what line of work you might be in, are endless. Just got to be creative sometimes. Yeah. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam and Am. ‫הצעה נוסף נכתב כי כל פרסום של פגישה חשאית ידרוש את אישורו האישי של ראש הממשלה. עם זאת, בלשכת נתניהו לא השיבו על השאלה האם דבר הפגישה של השר כהן עם עמיתתו שרת החוץ של לוב או דבר פרסומה לאחר מכן תואמה עם ראש הממשלה. הטיסה שיצאה מסעודיה לישראל נחתה לפני זמן קצר בארץ. מנתב"ג מדווחת כתבתנו עינב קרנר. לפני זמן קצר טיסת HM22 של חברת ארסיישל נחתה בנתב"ג. במטוס 128 ישראלים שעברו את הלילה בנמל התעופה בג'דה שבסעודיה. זאת לאחר שהמטוס נאלץ לבצע שם נחיתת חירום בעקבות תקלת חשמל. הטיסה שהמריאה אתמול מסיישל נחתה בישראל לאחר מסלול שארך יותר מ-20 שעות עד כאן מנתב"ג. ראש הממשלה נתניהו הודה בצהריים לסעודים על היחס לנושאים הישראלים. אני מאוד מעריך את היחס החם של הרשויות הסעודיות לנושאים הישראלים שהמטוס שלהם נקלע למצוקה ונאלץ לנחות נחיתת חירום בג'דה. ואני שמח שכולם חוזרים הביתה. אני מאוד מעריך את השכנות הטובה. 
שלושה ימים לפתיחת שנת הלימודים, נציגי ארגון המורים והאוצר ייפגשו בצהריים פעם נוספת בניסיון למנוע את השביתה בבתי הספר העל-יסודיים. יושב ראש ארגון המורים רן ארז האשים אצל אמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל. כל יום שעובר במשא ומתן אנחנו מרגישים ורואים יותר ויותר את צביעות האצבע של פורום קהלת. הם בדעה שמי שחזק ישרוד חוק הג'ונגל ומי שחלש יישאר חוטב עצים או שואב מים. הם באים ואומרים ככה, כסף אין לנו לתת לכם, אבל ניתן לכם שווה כסף, תעבדו פחות. עכשיו, אם אנחנו נעבוד פחות כי לא רוצים לתת לנו כסף, מי ייפגע מזה? התרנידים. עימותים בצהריים בין רועי צאן ישראלים לפלסטינים בוואדי סיק ליד מעלה מכמס בבנימין. לפי דיווח שהתקבל אצל כוחות הביטחון, פלסטינים תקפו באלות רועי צאן יהודים. צוותי מגן דוד אדום מטפלים כעת בזירה בארבעה פצועים, כולם במצב קל עם שברים וחתכים. כוחות משטרה וצה"ל נמצאים במקום, עצרו שלושה פלסטינים ופועלים לפזר את האירוע. כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש מוסר שכל הפצועים פונו לבית החולים הדסה הרצופים בירושלים. ומזג האוויר, הטמפרטורות תהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל לעונה בהרים ובפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. שיריי אני עשיר, זוהי מנגינת חיי, עד יומי האחרון, זוהי מנגינת חיי, ואני בתוך מסע, והדרך ארוכה, אין הלום אותה נסע, את האמת אני אמצא. Thank <laughs> you. 
Zoi soshi veli bi Alkei noichil Zoi soshi voshi veli bi Alkei noichil Zoi soshi veli bi Alkei noichil Shiva Libi Ah 
J.M. in the A.M. Naftali Kempa with uh, that selection entitled Chazde Hashem. That's brand new. The Ahafta done by Kobe Brummer and Kobe Greenboim together. Manginat Chayai, the great Sandy Shmueli to open up the hour for us here at J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to a Tuesday on this 29th day of August, day number 12 in the month of Elul. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Yisrael Besser is going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. The brand new book is called Around the Year with Reb Mailuch. Strongly recommended. Go to artscroll.com, order it today, use promo code radio for your free shipping and major discount. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Also, our Elul Chesed campaign continues. Those of you who have not yet supported our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine with basic necessities for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, you can go to officeofchiefrabbi.org officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachum, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachum for additional information. More coming up. Ben C. Weberman is next at JM in the AM.
right over left I never believed until one day the tide went my way and I felt all your love washing over me like the rise of the sun on a clear day I believe so take a look at me I'm feeling so alive I'm taking off on this major rocket ride Singing in a song Your hand is clear to see Oh, I need my every breath I'm not standing alone through these waters I'll just follow your light down any path Oh, forever I'm your steadfast soldier, I believe, yeah, yeah, so take a look at me, I'm feeling so alive, I'm taking off on this major rocket ride, I gotta sing it in a song, your hand is clear to see, RJ2 with Ma'amin here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Well, Labor Day is coming up on Monday. You know what that means in these parts of the world? It means that uh, grilling season is, uh, I don't want to say coming to an abrupt halt. There'll still be opportunities, but hey, if you want to get in that great barbecue, a wonderful grilling session, invite family and friends, and just enjoy a wonderful summer time, this is the time. And I know that it's rough weather uh, today and tomorrow here in the New York, New Jersey area, but 
the rumor has it that this weekend weather is going to be quite spectacular. So with all that in mind, it's time to plan and plan well with our friends from A&H. You know what that means? It means go grab yourself a package of A&H Knockwurst, uh, packages of some of the varieties of delicious hot dogs and sausage, and get ready to grill up a storm this coming Sunday or whenever. Uh, with family and friends. A&H takes good care of you, and every time you go to kosherdogs.net, you can take a 10% discount with promo code radio. Again, go to kosherdogs.net, take a 10% discount with promo code radio. And um, uh, what can I tell you? I mean, I've made this recommendation many, many times, as so many of you know. (laughs) I've I've made this recommendation a zillion times. And it's time for everybody to, you know, <laughs> it's time for everybody to simply get with the program and understand that if you want great uh, barbecue, A&H is the centerpiece of just that. Uh, go to kosherdogs.net, a 10% discount with promo code radio, and try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. And as Aaron Goldman says, the only way you can upgrade a kiddish properly is by serving A&H salami. So keep that in mind as well for your Labor Day Shabbos Kiddush coming up uh, this weekend. JM and AM with a reminder that uh, Yisrael Besser is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. The book is called Around the Year with Reb Milach. We'll explore it with Rabbi Besser. Uh, he is our guest. Uh, our friends at artscroll.com uh, give you a major discount and free shipping every time you use promo code radio. So if you're ordering the brand new book, Around the Year with Reb Milach, or if you're ordering anything from artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio our Elul Chesed campaign is in full swing the Sukkah Shatchan is going to be joining us in just a few minutes here at JM in the AM talk about one of the more uh, interesting ways to do a Chesed during this time of year we'll speak about that coming up at the Sukkah Shatchan and I remind you if you haven't given yet to the uh, Ukraine effort to make sure that the Jews of the Ukraine have what they need for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot go to officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nachum officeofchiefrabbi.org dot org slash Nahum. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Arav Zebin Vilsev Levi and Zechanishmas Esther Basar Vilsev Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. A poor chassid had to rent himself out as a sharecropper. He was working in the fields and he bumps into Elio Novi. However, Elio Novi is sometimes disguised in this world and he appeared like a local Arab. Elio Anavi said to him, You have six years of riches and honor. Do you want them now, or do you want them at the end of your life? The Chassid thought for a minute. He thought that he was a magician, and he tried to get rid of him. After he appeared to him three times, the Chassid said, I'll go and ask my wife. The wife said that she wants the money now. When he returned to Elio Anavi, Elion Novi said to him, Go to your house. Before you reach the doorway of your house, you will see the bracha of Parnassa, the blessing of livelihood. Indeed, when he returned to his house, he found that the children had discovered a buried treasure, and now they were all very rich. The wife said, Since Hashem has extended to us a chut shel chesed, great loving kindness. He gave us Parnassa for six years. We should do Gemilas Chasadim. We should try and do benevolent acts in Stoka. And maybe Hashem will continue to bless us. She called her son 
and told him to record in the notebook all of the money that she's going to give for tzedakah in Gemilas Chasadim. At the end of six years, Elio Navi came once again. He appeared before this righteous individual and found him learning in the base of Medrash. The Chassid said to him, Just like when I took the money, I did so only with the advice of my wife. So too, I can only give it back with the advice of my wife. Come with me and tell her that you want the money back. When they arrived at the house, she said to Elio, Please tell Hashem, the one that sent you, that if he will find people that are more faithful than we are, we will give you back your money. We learn that for the rest of their lives, they enjoyed the blessing of great parnasa, mitzuya berevach, livelihood in abundance. It fulfills the pasuk in Yeshayo Novi in Isaiah the prophet, shalom. The product of righteousness shall be peace. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. with our L.O. Sofer blowing. Thanks for joining us, everybody. As we get closer and closer to the brand new year. Two weeks from Friday night, believe it or not. A week from Saturday night, the uh, Ashkenazi community starts Slichus. Our friends in the Sparta community have already begun. More coming up. The Sukkah Shadchan is going to join us uh, in just a few minutes right here at J.M. in the A.M. רק אל תגיד, אני לא יכול גם זה עוזר לך לגדול הרי כל יום הוא התחלה תמיד תזכור אם תיישר עוד קו עקום גם אם תיפול ושוב תקום תאיר על פני כל היקום תראה זריחה
זמן, מתי להמשיך, מתי לעצור. היום אני מוכן, עולה רק מכאן, רואה את J.M. in the A.M. Michael Azulay. Song is called Siman. Here at J.M. in the A.M. Among the brand new releases that uh, we've gotten a hold of over the last couple of weeks. A lot of great brand new material. Although you could say that now, but any time of year, it seems every, every single week, there's more and more singles being released by more and more new and the classic artists. Pretty amazing. Well, the Sukkah Shadchan is with us live via telephone. Many of you who are longtime listeners know exactly who I'm referring to. Avi Doc Weiss, who is, um, who is spending this time of year focused on uh, trying to get uh, extra Sukkahs and Schach to people in need. Families that need Sukkahs, um, those out there who can't afford uh, a sukkah or a schach, etc., and obviously has a lot more people that are in need uh, than those who can provide. So I'm going to give a special push and a special request to this audience. If you think carefully and you know that in your garage sits a sukkah you no longer use or a schach you no longer use, or if you're upgrading and now you don't know what to do with all the old stuff, get in touch with the sukkah shadchan. They will advise you exactly how to proceed and believe you me, if you have uh, a good sukkah, a good extra sukkah, or a good extra schach, it'll be put to good use. Uh, Doc Weiss, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Reb Nachum. I appreciate your title, Doc Weiss. <laughs> I'm a retired Hatzalah medic, and, I, and you call me Doc. I accept it, but I'm a retired Hatzalah medic. I wonder, if it, uh, I wonder if it ever stuck. Did other people take my uh, initiative and call you Doc as well or not? Am I the only one? It's, uh, no, I think there are people, and I know they listen to your show, and there are a lot of people call me Doc because a lot of people listen to your show. Mark, I said for fact, that. In last fact, night, last night by Marv, someone came over to me and says, oh, I hate even be on Nakam Siegel tomorrow. I said, how do you know? He announced Doc Weiss, the super shot will be on tomorrow. The one and only Doc Weiss. All right, this is the time of year when your list of people who have extra sukkahs uh, is uh, a certain length, but the list of people who need sukkahs and schach is even longer. Can I assume that that list just continues to grow? That is absolutely correct. And to that note, we tell people uh, we start our uh, wines become available right after Tishabov, and believe me, right after Tishabov, people do start calling. Uh, just a quick, uh, quick background, a quick, quick history. Nachum, first of all, I thank you because you, uh, you're one of our partners. You put the word out there, and because a lot of people hear to you, a lot of sukkahs the stock have come through because of your es- your effort and your radio station, which is large. That's uh, thanks. Uh, the, uh, the a quick history of the sukkah shot on how it was created, I could do it in two minutes. I grew up as a, a little boy, and we always ate by the neighbor. We never had our own sukkah. Came time to buy a house. My wife looked at the kitchen. I looked at the backyard to see where my sukkah is going to be. They, they came. I bought a nice sukkah, bought beautiful decorations, and I was excited. This is my sukkah. 
Then the fast forward a couple of years, the nicer models came out, the newer models. I said, you know what? Avi Weiss, Doc Weiss wants a sukkah. I always dream about a sukkah. I want a super nice sukkah. So we upgraded. We got a nicer sukkah, a little bigger. Question is, what do we do with the old one? So uh, I put it in the local paper. I have a sukkah to give away. Anyone needs it, come and get it. Uh, within two days, almost 15 people called me. And by another day, someone came and took it. And then my people kept calling, hey, uh, we need a sukkah, but we have nothing to give away. So at that time, my 11-year-old daughter, Bracha, says, Ta, why don't you put another ad in the paper? If you have a sukkah and you don't need it, give us a call because we already have a list of people who need. And that's the history of the sukkah shaka. And I would say that's about 25 years ago. The first year, we did about 15 or 18 shidduchim. Last year, I think we went up to about 140, 140 uh, sukkahs. Wow. But people are new with this. I just want to make a, just a, a quick ha- how it works. Let's say you bought a new sukkah. You have a sukkah in your garage or your backyard no longer needed. You call us. You give us the basic information, like the neighborhood. Like if you're in Bar Park, we're not going to send somebody from uh, Williamsburg to get it. Uh, basic information. And the person, someone from Borough will come look at it. If they like it, they will take it. You'll have to deliver it. You know, if they like it, they will take it and, and kind of work it out. That's more or less how it works. Overall, uh, of course, uh, it's already a couple of weeks past Tisha B'Av, and our phone lines are ringing, and there are people looking. We already made some Shadokan. About two years ago, my son-in-law, who is a computer whiz, designed a beautiful program only because we get so many phone calls. And we really want to help everybody. We have to be a little more organized since uh, computers does help uh, organizations. So we have a new number, which we actually used last year. I'll give you the number in a minute. But when you call that number, it will tell you basic information. You can leave a message. You can text. Or we'll take you to a website, just put in the information. This way it's, it's a smoother operation, and everybody, we help as many as we can. It just works. I will tell you there are over four or 500 phone calls that come in between uh, there, between uh, Tishabov and uh, almost Eris Sukkot, maybe even more. So wow. many phone calls have to be organized. So that number is 347-770-1155. Um, Three four seven 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 zero one one five five, and uh, the Sukkah Shatran has many many interesting stories. I'd like to just quickly give two stories. How how this? Uh, well, how- let me just remind everybody we're speaking to Doc Weiss. He is the Sukkah Shatran. I'm I'm pretty amazed by the fact that you were actually your first client that you, you were the you were the first donor yeah. when it came to being a Sukkah Shatran. So you know what it's like to be actually on both sides. You you spoke about growing up without a Sukkah, and then you found yourself in a situation where you had an extra sukkah and you were able to pass it on to a family in need. And I will tell you, uh, those of you listening right now, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of families, there are a lot of single parent families, there are a lot of families in general for whom a real sukkah is way too expensive. Uh, Any type of sukkah would be too expensive for them. So anybody out there who has extra sukkahs or extra schach in your uh, shed, in your backyard, in your basement, in your attic, Make sure to contact the Sukkah Shadchan, 347-770-1155, 347-770-1155. And uh, we will, of course, include this 
in our Elul Chesed campaign in memory of Yanki Meyer. It's NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. Also, Doc Weiss, I have to make you aware of something. Yesterday, uh, Dvori Zutler was in our studio. We were talking about her beautiful artwork, the Doors of Israel project that she's released, and a lot of people are purchasing for their homes as a Birch HaSabayis. And she actually uh, has made the Doors of Israel into a uh, sukkah decoration, a beautiful sukkah decoration. And she has um, uh, graciously donated uh, three pieces for you to uh, give to families that you think would appreciate them uh, as you give away the sukkahs, the schach, etc. So you see that people, no matter what they do, and no matter what line of work they're in, they're finding creative ways to do chesed now before the brand new year. To that end, I'll tell you something I wasn't planning to tell you. Two years ago, this wonderful Erlich Yid in Williamsburg, he called me up. He's so overwhelmed, so moved by the, what we do. He says, look, I don't have a sukkah to give away, but I want to buy a sukkah for someone. I'll tell you which store it's in, give you the, uh, the uh, invoice number, and you send someone, they will pick it up. So this year gave away a sukkah in Williamsburg. Uh, right before us, Yom Kippur, he called me again to have another sukkah. I said, yeah, you did, ich will, I want to do it. You know, I mean, it was a pretty penny. But he was so excited about doing it to someone. Last year, one of these sukkah depots, I'm not sure which one, he called us up. He liked what we did. says, I'm giving you three sukkahs and three different people. Uh, we did it. So there, I'm not telling people to buy, but some people may be in position where they can do it. Yeah. It's an unbelievable, and, and unbelievable w- chesed. And I was going to mention that. There are people out there who would love to do what you just described. Uh, literally would love to call you and say, hey, uh, you know, I'm purchasing a brand new sukkah. Here's where it is, as you just described, and have someone pick it up. A lot of people, look, a lot of people are very appreciative that God has given them the opportunity to afford sukkahs and to really observe the holiday in beautiful fashion. A lot of people, you know, are, are thankful to the one above, especially now in the month of Elul for all the blessings that have been showered upon them. So I can't imagine that there aren't people listening right now who wouldn't want to consider doing exactly that, making sure that a family has a sukkah. And I just wanted to mention these details because Devori Zutler was here yesterday. She's donating three doors of Israel sukkah murals for three families that Doc Weiss can uh, take advantage of and uh, and pass on to families who would appreciate it, um, who would appreciate them. And I just want to mention that anybody out there who would like to uh, utilize her beautiful artwork as a sukkah mural, go to sukkahposters.com slash DZ. Again, that's sukkahposters.com slash DZ. DZ. The Sukkah Shadchan is looking for Sukkahs and Schach, whatever it is that you have uh, that can be passed on to a family in need. 347 770 1155. 347 770 1155. And you guys, as you mentioned. One very short, quick story. Very short, very quick. Uh, You never know who needs and who has. A couple years ago, a fellow Muncie called us up. He's looking for a sukkah. We took the basic information. Fine. Uh, a couple of days later, so Nelson Monty called. He has a sukkah to give away. Guess what? They're next door neighbors. <laughs> and, uh, in Monty, we were in Brooklyn. We made the shit. You never know who has. Uh, just one more quick thing. Some people who 
have a sook and say, you know what, maybe it's time to buy a new one. I don't know. Right. But, you know, if you're that on the fence, maybe buy a new one if you can do it. And your old sucker will go to a very good place. And some of these stories of people who uh, they gather, they send us cards. They're so grateful. Kids, uh, it, it's it's a, even though we're doing this almost twenty years, almost twenty five, and it, every circle we get such wonderful brachas from people. It, it, we can, and we can only do it because a lot of Hamish people out there give up the time, give up the sukkah. We have like you, Nachman, who give us the air time. You have a big audience, whether you know it or not, big, big audience. And it's a team effort. We're all in it together. We all help each other. We all get the scar for what we do in our own ways. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, look, God bless those who step forward, especially this time of year. And this is such a, I know a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people with sukkahs don't get it. A lot of people without sukkahs don't get it because they're able to adjust and get through the holiday, even if they don't have a sukkah. But, uh, for, for a family that is in need of a sukkah to actually get one and for the children to enjoy it and for everyone to be able to enjoy the holiday in an even more enhanced fashion. It's just such a wonderful feeling. And those of you out there who have a sukkah, who have schach, or who want to call Doc Weiss and say, Doc, I am ready to just buy a sukkah. Just tell me what to do, and I'm ready to donate it. Uh, if you want to do any of this, 347-770-1155. Again, 347-770-1155. If you need a sukkah, you could use the same phone number. Just beware. It is a long list, and Doc Weiss is trying with his family their very best to fulfill as many of these sukkah dreams as possible. 347-770-1155. Well, Doc? Lachem, thank you very much to you, your family. Listen, Thank you so much. A good, happy, healthy, sweet new thank year. You. And when you sit down in your sukkah on that Friday night at the beginning of Yontif, know that a lot of people are enjoying their Yontif even more because of your efforts. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Doc Weiss, everybody. Um, 347-770-1155 for the Sukkah Shadchan. It's going to be on our Chesed page, nachomsegel.com slash Chesed. Um, so you'll be able to find it later today on the Chesed campaign for Elul. And I also wanted to thank Devori Zutler, as you uh, as you heard me say, she's donated to Doc Weiss and his family's efforts three doors of Israel sukkah murals that people could actually hang in their sukkah. And uh, if you'd like information about doing the same for your sukkah, you can go to her uh, specific page sukkahposters.com slash dz sukkah with two k's and an h sukkahposters.com slash DZ. More coming up. JM in the AM. Mr. Olbester is going to join us and plenty more on a Tuesday at JM in the AM.
In a room that feels empty, sitting all alone, where just two candles glow. The silent hopes and whispered prayers echoing painfully. The dream in their hearts yet to grow. Imagine this so many times their dream is a cane, a family of their own. Offered every tear they have, don't know there is to do, but they know they're not in this alone. We languish in gallows with only our faith aglow. Our silent hopes and whispered prayers echoing painfully the dream in our hearts yet to grow. Imagine it so many times, Orachamon, who is a king. For that day, a home of our own. Of our own. Offered every tear we have, done all there is to do. But we know we're not in this alone. I'm 
with Shloimi Gertner. It's called Avarcha. Before that, Baruch Levine with Benny Friedman. That was actually a uh, request off of our app. Uh, J.A. Mora write, uh, wrote, good luck to all the Baltimore TA boys starting middle school for the first time. Please play Baruch Levine and Benny Friedman's Vizakani, especially as my youngest embarks in this milestone. Good luck, MC. And before that, we had the uh, Baruch Levine selection entitled the Higisa. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, many of you are aware of the fact that there's a very valuable promo code available at artscroll.com. Every time you go to artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio for your major discount and free shipping, including for the brand new Around the Year with Reb Meilach, traveling through the Jewish calendar with the Torah insights and stories of Rav Eli Melech Biederman. It's a brand new one from Yisrael Besser, compiled by Shloimi Wolf. It's an Art Scroll release. It's brand new. Go to promo. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio uh, for your discount and free shipping. You know the rule. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. With us live via telephone, Yisrael Besser. Again, the book is entitled Around the Year with Reb Meilach. Yisrael Besser, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. And good morning, Nachum. It's so nice to be here. I appreciate that very much. So I'm trying to figure out, well, first of all, I have to state the obvious that uh, this um, fascination, I'm not sure it's the right word. You'll tell me if there's a better word. But this fascination with Reb Meilach, which is an international fascination, obviously is a product of today. You know, 100 years ago would be almost impossible, if not impossible, for somebody who's essentially in the same place all the time uh, to make the international impact uh, that Reb Meilach has made. Uh, the reality is that because of video and audio and the speed with which things are shared in this world right now, uh, he has become a very fascinating personality and has drawn a tremendous amount of attention. Now, here's the thing, and you know I think about these things a lot, Yisrael Besser. I asked a 25-year-old who's into you know Jewish books and Jewish themes, I said, what is the fascination? What is it that has made Reb Meilich and what he has to say so popular 
uh, and so much sought after. And they said to me that uh, even though the um, videos that are released are not in English, even though he does not leave Israel, um, still there is a way, even with the subtitles and with his message, that for some reason... Uh, all these things are able to really penetrate the heart. He has an incredible message, a way of delivering it, even if you don't understand the language that he's delivering it in. And it just and it appeals to people of all backgrounds, all ages, etc. So I ask you, Yisrael Besser, what can you add to that? How could you evaluate for us how Reb Meilach has become such an international sensation and fascination right so so i very much appreciate what you just said you know you know that's a very astute analysis by whoever it is that you're quoting just i would add to it a couple of other things the one is technology that means it's a whatsapp friendly generation and anybody who could hammer out their message in a minute and a half or two minutes and is able to really deliver something in that amount of time in a way that's you know video friendly there's a very good chance that they're going to go to the blog term go viral, but in a good way, because people are looking are so desperate for chizuk and for uplift and for that little dose of faith to get them through the day. It's a very, very uh, difficult world. And people, people, everybody's dealing with challenges in their own life. It's not a, it's not a secret. And not only is it not wrong, that, that's the way the Rebbe wants it to be. So when you have that person who's just give, able to give you the strength, you know, to get through the day and to be able to smile and to deal with it, so that becomes priceless. When it's somebody who's one with his message, that means there's a lot of people who are great speakers. They're, 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 they're very eloquent, and they, they have great stories, and I'm not saying that they're not real. A lot of them are real, to varying degrees. But this man, this man is, a, is a legitimate tzaddik. I, I went to meet him before we, we agreed to do this together. It was very scary for him, which you could understand, because he doesn't speak the language. How do you give away your message to somebody else and just trust them that they're going to be faithful to what you want when you don't even know what they're going to say, right? And, uh, you know, it, it took him a while to come around, and there were others involved, and I, I went to send Shabbos with them, and then we, had, we, had, we were supposed to meet Matzah Shabbos. The Shabbos was in Miron. They said, Matzah Shabbos, the, the, the fire vial is not available, he's still at the scene. That means he was parked over there, inside, inside by by chairman, by the caver, and he, he's not ready to meet. And maybe Sunday. Matzah Shabbos became Sunday, Sunday became Sunday night. Monday, he was still in Miron from Shabbos. He hadn't come home yet. Finally, Monday night, he's back in the neighborhood. I go from the shrine to the neighborhood to meet him. The way we met was, he first had to go to a chasma of a yasm, then he had to go to a shiva house, you know, where they, they had kept the kids. Rahman al young mother died. They were told him who, he's the only person who, essentially, who has the message that would help them. Back to a chasma, back to the hospital where he goes, he walks through the court of the night trying to find, because Rahman al so many people in the hospital either can't sleep or, or, you know, or a lot of them just needed to come that badly. You know, they, they know he's coming, or the people who are sitting with them know he's coming. He, he's like a one-man operation of, of Chizuk, 24, not, not, it's not, it's not uh, people who he knows or people who are connected to him. And, and part of his success is really that he's not organizational. He has no show, he has no base magic, and he has no license. He has no YouTube, that is. So he really belongs to Kali Israel. And, and uh, Nachum, we talk about this a lot, on air and off air, the, the need for, this is a man who crosses every single demographic. That means he speaks, if you're in Yiddish, and he's gone, I, I've seen him with, with uh, high-tech, irreligious, secular Israeli, high-tech people in Tel Aviv, and, and almost it looks like a party, and, and he's sitting with them, all the way to, to Tal Bataan and Neshaarim, talking in his Yiddish. And, and everywhere, Moshe, he go to Moshe, and he go to American uh, Shana Bet program, 
and talk to the boys and he goes everywhere. If they ask him, he doesn't charge money. He just gives himself away to call yourself completely. So his soul is very much one with the message that, you know, he's, and then of course he just knows everything in his mind of kindness and sources check out. I mean, right. I, I spent two years now listening to his clips and he said, Tyson says in uh, or a Rashba or a region or even more obscure sources. And he doesn't have a safe in front of him. And I've checked them all up and I've never caught him. It never was off. Not by number. So, <laughs> there's a lot of years of learning that went into that message. You know, he's had in, in title and part of it for many years and that comes through as well. Well, so let me ask you this, because there are a lot of personalities that, again, as you described it, uh, have taken advantage, not in a bad way, I'm just saying that this is the timing, have taken advantage of the WhatsApp generation, uh, have you know developed a system, whether it be a quicker shear, have developed a system, whether it be uh, using a certain type of personality that one might have to deliver a shear or a message. Say it again? I said some in a bad. I said some of them in a bad way. I would take issue with that. You know, not everybody out there is constructive, and not everybody out there is helpful. Oh, okay. I, that's funny. That's funny. It's funny because I was thinking of really all the positive ways. But in other words, you understand at least when 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 something becomes a big hit internationally, it makes sense. This one, even with the way you described it, with all due respect, it's still hard to fathom that he's reached this level of popularity. But then again, ask around, and you're going to meet people of all backgrounds who are simply, you know, again, fascinated with him and his message, etc. And I think the most important thing, what you say, you, you've painted a picture of real sincerity, real, you know, desire to give of himself, real desire to represent Torah, uh, you know, properly. And I think there's a, I, I think you have hit hit on something that we have to add to this conversation. And this is, and this really fits in with the book, frankly, in my opinion. I, I studied the book a lot over. Shabbos, but I really concentrated on the first part of the book, which is, you know, Elul, this time of year, and leading into, you know, all the different uh, uh, Yom Narayim and, of course, Sukkot, etc. I really spent a lot of time on that area of the book, and it seems there's an incredible mix of the of the Torah aspect of the, you know, sources like you described, you know, a moment ago. And at the same time, the Hasidic small C I'm using in this context, the Hasidic aspect of Jewish life. It seems like he has an unbelievable balance and an unbelievable combination of the two, which is very, very attractive these days to a lot of people. Would you agree? For sure, and he's not afraid to use um, almost folksy magidas, a joke, uh, you know, very realistic jokes. Right. The human condition. Right. You know, you, you watch him uh, discuss the, he's discussing one of the videos, the, what, what happens to a rug who goes to a wedding and expects to get a keyboard and the keyboard is not forthcoming. Right. He's going through it and, he, and he's acting a little bit. So he's acting out like, okay, maybe I didn't get the keyboard, but I'll probably will get the next bracha, right? And the way the guy starts to shift a little bit uncomfortably and start to wonder. And then what happens inside of him when he doesn't get the keyboard that he believed he was meant to get. Right. And, and how that, what's really going on in mind. And everybody can relate to it. It's not beneath him to paint that picture. You know, like I said, like a maggot of old almost. Right. And, and, and you know, one of the, the, uh, the sections of the book, Tisha Bob, you know, so the whole three weeks, I realized when I was listening, you know, I would take the clips and I would work it over and read the notes and go back to the clips. And very much in this book, maybe you noticed, I try to, as much as possible, keep a feeling of being in the room. So I would take a break from the actual 
conversation of what he's saying yep. to describe what he's doing. Yep. Because and I and I have the be- and I have the best example of that. I have the best example of that. In 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 the, right. in the Elul chapter, you talk about how he wanted to make sure to pronounce air conditioning properly. Do you remember that one? Right, in English. And he right. want, and you describe how he's like, you know, sort of, you know, rolling his eyes and hoping that he gets the term out properly. And by the way, that that's another reason why he he and others who speak a you know specific language, you know, might fear you know having someone translate their material because in addition to the actual Torah material that you're translating, you're also conveying these types of actions, these types of reactions, and you know, someone might worry about the way those are described. Right. Uh, legitimately, like I understand that I'm very grateful to him and to, to his people for the vote of confidence because uh, in, in art school and in myself, not just me, yeah. you know, art school meant a lot to him as well. So, uh, so he, he's able to do that. Like I'm saying, he's able to, to talk in a very realistic and real way. He doesn't talk like he's on a podium and preaching to you, you know, from, from the top, but rather he's just, you know, disgusting and laughing at the human experience, you know, the things as if to say that we all go through. Hundred you know, percent. when he quotes Kabbalah's father, he says things like, "What do we know about these kinds of ideas?" Or, you know, we don't know much about this, but we believe what our Rebbeim taught us. And you know that, of course, he knows it, and he's intimately familiar with it. But he, he just he has, and he has no agenda, which is really so so important. There's no end game other than getting to do either a little a little more amuna, a little more simcha, a little more happiness in life, a little more appreciation for the people around him, a little more appreciation for the gifts God gave him. There's no other agenda. So he's yeah. just doing it, and then he pulls back. There's and, no uh, click here to donate, click here to buy, none of that. <laughs> and, I, and I will add, by the way, not to speak ill of the Jewish people, God forbid, but I have to add that as difficult as that is for some of our listeners, uh, who, as difficult as it is, and a lot of our listeners understand that, that it's hard to appeal to everybody when you're in a position like he's in. In Israel, it's even harder. It's a, you're, you're, the, the level of scrutiny is greater uh, when one goes ahead and reaches out to a certain group of people or those who have a certain label mm-hmm. on them. You know, the, the, there's a, a and by the way, it's not, it really isn't a criticism. I'm not speaking ill of the Jewish people. It's a reality. There's a greater level of mm-hmm. scrutiny. So for him to be able to behave in that manner, you know, in Israel mm-hmm. is, is, is it, it's a tough challenge as you pointed out. And yet he's able to pull it off. It doesn't make any sense, Malcolm. What you're saying is it doesn't make sense. He doesn't just dance between the raindrops. It's as if he doesn't exist. I think that's maybe the only answer. Right. He just, he, he goes places where every single one of them itself would render him and shouldn't be able to go anywhere. And, he, and he made a class last week. And it, it was huge. A lot of people went from America. A lot of, by the way, and, and I'm not saying this like even the modern Orthodox. I don't mean even right. the modern Orthodox. More than, more than even the Hasidim. Yeah. But the, the gamut, the breadth of people who reach out to me privately, sustains them. Reading modern Orthodox rabbis and people, and, 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 and people, like I said, from different sections of the Hasidim, one of the greatest army that come in the a big rabbi like which stopped me and said, oh, Ramaylach, uh, it's not for that man, I don't know where I would be. I mean, this world, I promise you, he knows Tyra that Ramaylach doesn't know, or sources that. But there's something about the way Ramaylach gives it then. He's reaching nearly every demographic and clients all of this. So I was saying that he made a wedding, he made a wedding last week, and, and he, he's dancing on the table and throwing up his triangle. And I'm watching this. There's a bunch of rabbis sitting over there. These are not dancing on table people. These are not throwing tribal people. You know, maybe, maybe on Purim, maybe on Purim, this tribal will come off. These are people who are a little bit, they're not so late, and they're just swept up in it. He just does it. It's natural, and he gets away with it, 
and they're, they're just smiling when he does it. Like, he's able to transcend all those rules. You've had the uh, you've had the opportunity to you know to do projects about people who you know are a little bit off the beaten path, if you know what I mean. You've had some amazing personalities in your in your uh, in your in your. No, I'm just. Thinking. I got them for that. It's always nice because because you always when you're writing or when you're telling a story or when you when you're doing when you're on the radio, you always want to have the joy of, of uh, you know when there's a little bit of mystique and to try to pull back a curtain. Right. Because if people know the story already, then what's left for you to do? It's not that exciting. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I get that. Um, but in this case, I think there are a lot of people who think they know and they just don't know as much as you now know because of the access you had and the research that you did. And we should note, by the way, I mean, you're made available to me this morning because of our friends at Art Scroll. Not that you would have, <laughs> I don't think you would have denied an invitation from us in general, which I appreciate. Uh, but obviously the timing okay. of the book, the timing of the book, uh, we, we, and we should mention that, that the, the Haggadah, Ramayla Biederman's Haggadah is among the best sellers uh, maybe the best-selling Haggadah out there, and you know, and again, this is—it just reiterates and proves what we've been talking about. In order to be a bestseller, you know this, you have to appeal to a, you know, to a cross section. You got to be out there, you know, appealing to a lot of different people, and that's uh, you know the proofs in the pudding. I'm assuming this book is going to be on the same track. You know, people. Well, first of all, it has the benefit of having the 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 sequential, you know, year-round aspect, which I always think sells more books than not. I think it's one of the reasons why Parshio's books do so well, because people like the Seder, people like the order, you know, knowing that they can revisit it on a regular basis. And I think that this book, you know, has the same thing, because you're basically going from Chodesh Elul, you know, through Tisha B'Av in the three weeks. Um, so obviously people could use it all year round. Anyway, that's my analysis of the market out there. Now let's get to some parts of this book, um, that I found fascinating. Obviously it's Chodesh Elul and uh, traditionally <laughs> we concentrate on the area, uh, that we're in. Unlike you who has to write about Elul, you know, when it's Purim time or whatever you get around to it, <laughs> we, we actually go ahead and concentrate on the, on the period of time that we're in right now. So I, I, I didn't even know this until I saw it in my in my new uh, companion, the Dover Beito Luach. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dover Beito Luach that comes out of Israel, uh, mm-hmm. 1,800 pages every single year. And I, sure. I and and you know, I, I, honestly, my my absolute favorite. And there I saw um, when it ca- came to benching Rosh Chodesh Elul that we're really, and I'm saying this obviously not literally. Everybody, you'll get what I'm saying. Uh, we're we're benching Rosh Chodesh Elul and Rosh Chodesh Tishrei at the same time because we don't bench Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. We don't give the sudden any advanced warning that Rosh Hashanah is literally right around the corner. And there are people who will use a Rosh Hashanah Nusach while you while benching Rosh Chodesh Elul. And I, until I saw the Dover Beito, I didn't realize this was a thing. And then you write about it here on, um, on page 24, where you say, uh, every time we bench Rosh Chodesh, it's special, but this month it's extra special. Right? Base Aaron of Karlin explains that since we don't bench Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, the brachas for Elul and Tishrei are all dependent on this tefillah, and the fate of the year ahead depends on Tishrei. This Rosh Chodesh benching carries the seeds of the next 13 months. And the reason I point this paragraph out, Yisrael Besser, is because this line, the fate of the year ahead, depends on Tishrei, is a real theme 
theme of your Elul Tishrei section. Uh, I would actually say that, you know, based on what you've written here, Rabmilech would say the fate of the year ahead depends on Elul and Tishrei. What is it about this time of year that, you know, that we've always discussed? It gives us an added opportunity to approach the one above in a unique fashion. But what is it about this time of year that makes that a reality? What would you say? I, I want to just uh, take take a step back uh, before we get to that. Is that it, this is part of his ability? Uh, you know, if you go through the conventional yeshiva system, maybe any system, but certainly the yeshiva system, there's almost a trauma that you can get from El if right. you're not, uh, right. you know, if you're not like one of the strongest people, because right. you, you hear a lot about okay, this is it, guys. This is when it counts. We're coming down to the water, right? So there's a tension every time. If you're in camp, it happens, you know, on Kalawa, maybe by the Grand Sea, and if you're in politics, it happens on election night. And if you're a sports fan, and it's happening in Game 7 of the World Series. But there's always that moment, everything comes down to this. I mean, the whole baseball season was for the playoffs. And the whole playoffs is for the series. And the whole series for Game 7, right? And all that is true. But the, so it's certainly like that. But the, when the message is given to you in a way, it can make you very tense and very stressed. Because what am I supposed to do? Should I not eat lunch? Should I not sleep? You don't even know what to do with that information. You know it's important, but we're just people, right? The Reverend Shalom created us as human beings, not as robots. So what am I supposed to do differently? Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that Malik was the first, but he definitely found a way to, to convey the urgency of the season in a way that just empowers you. It doesn't break you. It doesn't make you feel small. It doesn't make you feel insignificant. And it doesn't make you feel incapable, but just the opposite. Because what he's telling you is, because the season is so important, get an extra little good morning to the person who you're not in the mood of right now, or finding a way, whatever that thing is, and, you know, and, his things are so realistic. The things he's demanding or asking for are so doable. He, he makes the whole season so much more exciting because, yeah, it's game seven, but there's something I could do about it. I mean, right. You know, not just sit at home and, and, and sweat. Right. So he actually, he, I mean, on the same page, you have the, the, the quote that he quotes about uh, when they would say Rosh Chodesh Elul and, and, um, and uh, you know, during Rosh Chodesh benching, women would faint behind the machitza because mm-hmm. of the fear that Elul brought. And uh, I think that, and, and again, we're very familiar with the fear and there are a million stories about, you know, even current, uh, you know, Rosh Yeshiva, uh, you know, demanding the trepidation that one would expect from Elul. But there's a balance of love and fear. There's a balance of love for the one above and his love for us and the fear that you mentioned that he, meaning Ramilach, brings out and as you just said, gives us an opportunity to actually do something, not to be paralyzed by this month of Elul, but to actually act in the month of Elul uh, to our advantage. And it's funny you say Game 7 of the World Series, that's always at the end of the season. We have this unique opportunity to, you know, our spring training, our exhibition season would be Elul and this ends up being, you know, the most important part of the year uh, i mean you write here on, on more than one occasion that you know the entire year is based on how one behaves during Elul and tishrei uh you have an amazing uh, rashi Milanu, who do we have greater than rashi as the authority of authorities right and he brings it to rashi a couple of years ago he said it in a clip and very short if there is a disagreement between you know somebody owns a field and he lets somebody else use that field like a sharecropper like used to be common you know in the in the firm economy you know, at a different time, people own land and they let other people work that land in exchange for a share of the profit right. and a share of the crops. And it's meant to be, you know, he's meant to plant wheat. And the person who rents it or is using it plants barley. So the Gemara has a machaikas and, and then a flood comes. Normally, the renter is absolved because if a flood came, it's a natural disaster. It's not my problem. I don't have to pay you. 
that um, the owner could tell him, the Gemara says, I rented it to you, I gave it to you, that what the plan was, with the intention of you planting wheat, and you planted barley. So you didn't really follow the rules. Right. So now it's your problem that there was a flood. Right. Now, what, what, what? What does that mean? The flood is a flood. Who cares? So Rashi says over there, because on Rosh Hashanah, when I got into success, when I prayed, I asked to success with my wheat crop. And you planted barley, you weren't included in my pilot in Rosh Hashanah, and that's why the flood came. When Ramayla said this about three, four years ago, this, it's just a Rashi. He's adding nothing. Everybody was supporting Ramayla's Rashi, because it was a Rashi that many people had missed, I guess, Rashi and Rosh Hashanah. Well, Rashi says, again, just to reiterate what we're saying over here, Rashi, I would have dabbed differently on Rosh Hashanah, and there would not have been a flood. Ramayla has this ability to take, take a Rashi. It's Rashi. It's yeah. in every single Gemara. Yeah. You know, ostensibly, we people know. He took the Rashi, he highlighted the Rashi, he taught those words on Rosh Hashanah, that the balance of the entire year, down to the fact that that field would not have had a flood. And, and he sort of popularized the Rashi. It's in the book, obviously. Right. And, and that, again, he's not saying his own things. He's showing us the sources that we live by. But he's able to highlight something in a way. And, of course, he makes it so empowering. So you now, know, not just, yeah. oh, boy. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, so now i got to add a couple of things to this because now the things I wanted to bring up will will sound even more meaningful. The the way you just described Mm -hmm. how he took a quote-unquote plain Rashi and created a really big musr schmooze out of it for this time of year. He talks about creating an account, right? When When one is able to fund an account of theirs, that's where they have their money and they're able to write checks against that account. He says, as one recites mm-hmm. Tillman, again, by the way, credit Dover Beito in my case, I didn't realize how many men hug him there are during Elul and Tishrei about saying Tehillim on Shabbos during Elul and Tishrei, about saying Tehillim, you know, splitting it into 40 pieces as you approach, you know, from Rosh Chodesh El Tiyom Kippur. I didn't realize how many men hug him there are about this, but he talks about creating an account by incorporating Tehillim. Uh, shout out to all those who spend their day, uh, you know, saying Sefer Tehillim. There are a lot of people out there who do that. Um, and talks about doing it Shabbos and Elul, etc. Um, and, th- and that is the account that one can draw from during the year. That's one example he gives. Also, of course, those who work you know, we know, as you just described, you know, there are farmers and people who work in agriculture who know that there's a month or two out of the year that if you work really, really hard, you will reap the benefits down the road during the time when, you know, you can't work the land, uh, but the uh, but the uh, different crops are going to be growing. Same thing. If you work in El and Tishrei, you know, on, on our Midos and on our and on our um, um, uh, on ourselves, you know, then the rest of the year will benefit from it. But the one I love the best, the one I absolutely love the best, and this is why it's so funny. I don't even know if people will get the, you know, will understand why this is so humorous to me. He talks about the person who's in economy class on a plane, right? And is really, really upset with the economy class conditions. And by the way, you may as well put my name in that example, right? Really upset with, with the. I can imagine that's yeah. not that built for you. Exactly, yeah. not not built for me at all. And approaches somebody. That person approaches someone. I'd like to upgrade now to business class. They say, No, 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 you can't do that now. Any arrangement you make for a flight. And the reason this is funny is it seems. And you write this. I'm assuming it's it's not tongue in cheek. He's never been on a plane. Am I right? 
And my wife has never been on a plane. He's never been on he's a plane. He's never left Israel. He's and, never and, been on a plane. And he's giving this example, again, why it makes it even more humorous, that someone standing in economy class begging to be upgraded and told the only way you could have a business class ticket is if you make arrangements beforehand. Same thing here. The only way one can benefit down the road uh, from from their good deeds and all the all the wonderful things that they're you know hopefully doing between them and God and them and people you know, during the month during the during the entire years if they work on these things during Elul and Tishrei and I thought that was just a simple but yet brilliant example of that. Part of his ability, I have to tell you something humorous or cute vis-a-vis his not being on a plane. Uh, his mother-in-law, I believe it was, passed away on a Matzah Shabbos, and he had to be in Miran for maybe with like Weimar, or it was one of the one of those times. So he agreed to go on a helicopter. He had to be in the for a funeral, and he had to be in, in, in Miran at the same time. Right. So he went to the funeral, and they took him on a helicopter to down to Miran. And it was his first time on a helicopter as well. So in the middle, he leads over to the driver and says, like, wistfully, he says, while we're up here, can we just make a quick stop in Lijensk? That was a joke. He knew that, of course, that it wasn't realistic, but he was expressing, like, he's never been an advice of all, but he would love to go to Lizanne, and talk all of And people who go, go into him, and he says to each one of them, please be Meshleach, have me in mind, here's my children's names, the means, but he never, he, he doesn't mean advice at all. But it was just, it was a joke in which he expressed, that he was like, come on, just a quick stop and leave Now, something else, just very interesting about this, many, many people, including the TMSAF, including others, have tried to get him to come. Recently, there was a big gathering, a big uh, gathering in America, like a total gathering, and they felt that Amalek could add a lot. So they called Amalek and they asked him if he would come. So he said he doesn't, doesn't leave Eretz Yisrael. So they said to him, one of Amalek's fundamental, one of his biggest themes is that uh, Judaism is not a religion of streaks. It's not, I never, or I do. If somebody needs something from you, one of his favorite stories, and very brief, is about Nachum Shabaka, who was a big tie to Jerusalem, which passed from Shabbos to Shabbos. He, he lived pretty much in fasting, and he only ate on Shabbos. I believe he ate at night as well, you know, during the week. Right. I think he went to all of that eating. Right. He definitely didn't eat during the during There, the, during there the are rebbers who do that today, if I'm not mistaken. Who, who, don't, who don't, who really? Yeah, during the, who won't eat, who only eat during the day, but will eat at night and, uh, and, and, wow. and will, will essentially fast during the day from Havdalah to candlelighting, yeah. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Wow. Hard to imagine that one. So he, so Nachum Shadika's daughter, it was uh, like on a Friday, he said to her, can I piece of cake and a coffee? Yes. So she looked at him surprised. It was, it was the middle of the day. So he, and he, after a second time, so she said, Tata, it's only 15 minutes to skia. Like, you're going to give up your fast now? Right. So he says, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm learning the tesis, and I feel like my, ta- my comprehension is weak. And the whole fasting is only in as much as it doesn't prevent me from doing what I really have to do. So if I'm not understanding the tesis, then this fast is worthless to me. So the person told the Milech, I'm very proud, you never leave Eric Yisrael. But who says that just because of that, maybe you have a responsibility to leave? Like, very nice you have this streak. The Milech very much appreciated the point. He didn't come, but he appreciated the argument. That means that sometimes you have to drop everything. He, he has many stories in the book. Yeah. And in the Haggadah, we had similar stories about yeah. Rebbe who gave up their Dalad Minim or their Matas for right. the Shalom bias of another. Right. So the so Mechaber is everything to him. Right. Being able to be Mubata and to give up to another person. To him, the highest I've ever. So sometimes it means giving up those things that you consider so important. No, I hear that, but I wouldn't want to be the person who convinces him to leave Israel. I wouldn't want to be that person. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have to answer for that after 120. And and Yisrael Besser, you knew I had to comment like that on that. 
I'm not encouraging anybody. I actually have a relative that's never left Eretz Yisrael. I would not, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I never has never got a passport. And I would never want to be the one to encourage someone like that to actually leave. Uh, JM in the AM with Yisrael Besser. Don't forget, artscroll.com. The book is called Around the Year with Reb Milech. Use promo code radio for your major discount and free shipping. All right, uh, let me get to a couple of things since we're way over time already. Uh, and I thank you for the extra time you're giving us. But there are a couple of things that I um, saw in the book. By the way, page 50, I don't know if you have the book in front of you. Page 56 is the perfect example of what I was talking about before. You know, the, 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 the Yira and the Ava or the joy uh, that accompanies, um, you know, that accompanies this time of year. You know, you know the story you tell here or he tells here about the, uh, uh, the lights going out on Friday night. And, you know, and then, and, then if, and then the Rebbitson comes in carrying a tray of fish. The room was dark. She slips and falls. He jumps up to help her. His white kaftan, he's a Sephardic uh, Chacham. His white kaftan becomes soiled by the spreading liquid. He's overjoyed at this calamity, repeating again and again, this is all a good sign. In other words, what's my point? As you read this story, and it's, you know, a comedy of errors, so to speak, that's how it plays out. Um, nonetheless... He cannot possibly uh, uh, um, uh, he cannot possibly conclude anything other than this is you know every one of these things is a good thing and it's joyous and it's good simanim he says because Leil Rosh Hashanah is about simanim and this tzaddik had seen a simon a sign regarding who's in charge meaning the one above and that recognition alone brought more blessing. You know, if this happened in a typical person's home where the lights went out on Lail Rosh Hashanah and people were dropping things and, you know, and were very frustrated with the situation, I don't think they'd react this way. You all Besser, you agree? I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but I think that now he gives you, maybe it's not realistic for everybody, but on a certain level, today, let's say somebody comes out, this is fairly common, and you see that you have a parking ticket. Right, right, right. And very often, people, people like you and I, say, "Thank you, Hashem. I'm sure this is good for me." You know, right? That means we we understand that we perceive that it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't good for us. Come on, we were only late by two minutes. We forgot about it, right? But we understand that these kinds of things are either sparing us from something much worse, which is Chazal, sources in the Chazal that when a person faces Yisurim, that's the attitude he has to have that the Rebbe is sparing him from something much worse, and the Rebbe found a way. They give it to him in a way which is, so to speak, palatable, right? You'd rather spend that money on a parking ticket than on a medical bill or something like that, right? Right. And, and people do do that. So our mouth just takes it, I guess, to, to the expectation, especially on Rosh Hashanah, because you're, you're, you're focused. You know, those 48 hours, you're supposed to be focused on, on he's the king. That means everything that happens is he's doing everything. There's no power but he. If you believe that, and this is what our fathers told us and their fathers told them, then you really... That's the way you have to look at it. So you think at least in Rosh if you can live that way, it'll only bring you blessing. Right. I got so much work to do. I have so much work to do. By the way, uh, I, I also, you know, I, I didn't want to just spend the, our, our time on this time of year. I also um, went into ER to see what's written there. Uh -huh. And you have this incredible story with Shaila. Now, what happens is, um, he, he gave a certain amount of tzedakah to those who came into his home 
uh, each year. And instead of giving 200, he gave, th- things were very tight. The Rebbe explained that his own base measure had sustained the fire. He was raising funds for its restoration. Some money was tight. So the visitor, instead of getting 200, he got 100. The visitor says to him, you're building a base medrash on my cheshbon? The people were obviously listening and were very upset at the visitor, but Rashila sat there calmly considering the question and said, you're right, I hadn't thought about that. He leaves and he comes back and he gives him the other 100, so he leaves with 200. That requires a tremendous amount of discipline, a tremendous amount of sympathy and empathy for the person who's coming to collect his stucca. What do you, uh, how do you assess this story? It's, um, again, it's very much on brand for, for obviously for Shiloh as well, you know, a topic right. who understands, but, but also I think the greatness in the story is not the generosity in money, it's the generosity of the spirit, the understanding it to the other person. What he's saying makes a lot of sense. You're laughing. Like I'm the one giving you the money. Right. You're not the one who sets the terms. I set the terms. I work for this money. And they're all and sitting there and they're, they're all like, sitting there making fun of him. Yeah, and, and he's saying, what do I care that you had a bad year? Like, you know, go for, you're my supplier, so to speak. What, I don't want to hear the stories. I want the money. And if child was able to go, um, you know, before there was formal psychology and psychological training, you read about these techniques and their ability to understand the mind of another person and to really see exactly what a psychologist would tell you, right? He, he's not seeing, he's not seeing, he doesn't think he's wrong. He right. thinks, and if child was there already, and that's right. really where Milo's call throughout right. the book, whatever the answer it is, and one of the nice things about this book is that it's not just formal, you have a title. I mean, everybody can write on a Shalom Kippur Sukkot, but then it's quiet. He's going to Rachel Emanu's Yaratite. It's right. a Yantif for him. And it's right. a Yantif. It's a Yantif of the Mida of Vatshanus, of being able right. to, to concede and to submit to other people and to make yourself less than the person next to you a little more. Like Rachel Emanu, you know, that was a... And there, and there, in and there are other yard sites commemorated as well. There are other... Uh... The yard site here is very hard because he really, this was a hard call actually because which yard site, yeah, which yard site, he talked about a lot of, a lot of yard sites. So we only did a, a Milo's grandparents, that means his own ancestors, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, the rabbits in the level of the dynasty, which is his, and and uh, the same thing with Upshan Kizrela, which is his wife's grandfather. And the exception was Upshayla because Upshayla, so to speak, is, is, is a call yourself, uh, is a client of noted yard site, the Bas Ayin, which is a Marlis own his personal uh, spiritual message was very much needed in that day for Bas Ayin. And so Rebbe, who he almost uncovered, that means it's a Rebbe from hundreds of years ago, buried in Syria, but a Marlis is very busy with the Sefer. And the Sefer, from beginning to end, is just really about humility. Almost every verse talks about humility, about giving yourself away to others, uh, about submission. And the Basayan Zeratite and, and, and the Rebbe Melos Zeratite and the Rahulimina Zeratite. Right. You know, because otherwise, you know, there's a Zeratite every week. <laughs> By the way, do you think that's a good strategy for directors of development uh, when they're going in to collect money from a Gvir? Should they say, uh, I don't care if you've had a bad year, we need this money? Is that a good, is that a good strategy, you think, or not? <laughs> I, I think I think it would depend on the on the career and on the director and all of it. So you're you're not giving a blanket approval for that strategy, right? Right. Probably a little bit of seichel is in order. I mean, you should probably figure it out. Finally, Israel Besser. Finally, what what's the message? I said to myself, you know, it's Elul. Rosh Hashanah is two weeks from Friday night. We got to leave everybody with a very important message based on the book that you wrote uh, around the year with Reb Milach. And I think the one I want to point out, and uh, I hope you remember this story, because I don't know how many, <laughs> how many months ago you wrote it, is the one where, um, 
where the children uh, are displaced and uh, they're concerned about their parents. I don't have it in front of me, this, this specific story. And uh, the king, the king is there. The king of the area of the country is there. And, uh, and they're helpless. These children are helpless, not having parents, etc. And one of the children decides to approach the king and say, I'm concerned, I don't know where my parents are, etc. And the king, of course, you know, asks his subjects to look into the situation. And eventually the child is reunited with the parents. And the, the lesson, of course, from this is that uh, uh, you got to make the effort. You have to you know, you have your opportunity with the king. And now the king is here, folks. It's Elul. The king is with us. He's always with us, but you get my point. It's Elul. Uh, and you got to use the opportunity to ask for what you need and ask for what you're concerned about. Uh, I hope I, I painted the story properly. Do, do you agree with me that that's a, a really good way to go into uh, Rosh Hashanah and the brand new year? Right. So, I, again, I don't have the book in front of me as well either, but I believe the story was it was with Diane White, uh, the, the late Gaivet of Yushalayim. Uh, of okay, your wife was a child, and he got out on the kinder transport. He got over to England from where he came, from Czechoslovakia. And uh, through the efforts of uh, Sir Nicholas Lincoln, actually, Lincoln, actually, he got over to, with, there were a thousand children who got out on the kinder transport, and they brought them to the park, wondering so that the, that the king should at least be able to see what, through his benevolence, he had done. He had an act, you know, the British government was very benevolent and opening and compassionate and letting these children in without parents. And they, they had the kids line up, and the, the king sort of rode, rode through the park, and the kids were just a nod. This was the king. This was the man. This was the embodiment of power to them, because he was the man who got them out. And none of them had parents. And, and the wife would say over, he only passed away two years ago, the wife would say over that the kids just looked there and awe, but nobody knew what to say, other than they, they waved maybe. He said, and one boy just seized the moment, and he screamed to the king, king, please could you get my parents out as well? This is their address, and this is their name. This, this is a true story. Our voice would say it over. And, and the king stopped and he looked at the child and he said, again, and the kid said the name of his parents and he said the name, you know, their address where they lived. He said, please bring them out. And, and, and that's what happened. Two weeks later, the, the king had made that effort. So our voice would analyze it. He said, we all knew the king was there. We, we stood there in awe. We were prepared for it. We were dressed properly. No one spoke. But this king really knew that the king was there. That means he, he actualized that awareness into something more because if the king is there, and I know he's compassionate because he took me out. And I know he's powerful because he took me out. Then how could I sit quietly at this time? It's not politically correct. Other people will say it's awkward. Okay, but I want my parents to live. So it's all on the line now. So Rav Meilich would say over from our wife, which is that if you really believe this, and, and, and if you read this book, I think it's very hard, at least for me, to walk around 24 hours a day, seven days a week with that awareness. But you should get to a point over the, the season between Owl and Rosh Hashanah well, you really feel that awareness that how, how are you not putting it all, all on the line? Ask if you believe it, then you know that you have to ask because there's no other way. The king is here, Yisrael Besser. He's always here, but you know what I mean? It's that time of year. Wishing you a Ksivach Simatova, happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And, uh, Congratulations on the awesome. br- congratulations on the brand new book. Uh, a lot of people, including people in our app, are talking about uh, how their relationship with Reb Mila, whether it's through video, one person mentioned they got a bracha from him, has been life changing. And I think this book, as you've heard my enthusiasm for it, I think it could be a life changer as well. I, I so appreciate that. And the version to get both of us and all the clients well. Good to Which we also collaborate and speak for nice things. 
Yeah, amen to that. Thank you so much, and uh, congratulations. Yisrael Besser, around the year with Reb Meilach, traveling through the Jewish calendar with the Torah insights and stories of Rav Elimelech Biederman. Yisrael Besser, compiled by Shlomi Wolf. And um, information, you can go to artscroll.com. Again, remember, when you go to artscroll.com and order the brand-new book or anything from Artscroll, make sure to use promo code RADIO. Major discount, free shipping. Always use promo code RADIO when you go to artscroll.com. This is a game changer, folks, and for many people, it'll be a life changer. Pick up the book, study it, especially these chapters on Elul and Tishrei. Um, I'm sure I'm sure once the calendar changes, I'll get into the other months as well. Uh, but these are really inspiring thoughts and uh, some incredible writing uh, based on incredible presentations of Ravmiluch Biederman. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Shem, the 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 Shem, the
Shalom done by Yisrael Juskowitz. Acha Shoalfi with Shlomo Katz. My thanks to Yisrael Besser. Always love speaking with him on the air. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Brand new book is called Around the Year with Reb Milach. JM and the AM on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Much appreciated. Um, let's see here. Let's see what we got here. There we go. Uh, Sandy Shmueli is going to wrap things up for us here on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Yodea Israel, 
אתה נותן שמחה, נוטע אמונה, שולח ואוהב, נוטה מכל הלב, אתה הכל יכול, יודע הכל, אתה מבין הכל. Check out NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed for the latest in our Elul Chesed campaign, including, of course, the Sukkah Shadchan from earlier today. Uh, those of you who want to donate to the uh, Jews of the Ukraine so they have what they need for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, go to uh, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nahum. Again, that's officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nahum. And uh, you can give on that page and the basic essentials that will be distributed uh, will be distributed to the Jews of the Ukraine before Yontav. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. My thanks to Israel Bester. My thanks to Doc Weiss. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up, Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg with Israel at 75. That follows next. And uh, Avrami conducting a live lunch today, a pre-Labor Day live lunch from Israel. I thank Avrami. That'll start at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.